Welcome to Kick-Ass Boomers, giving you the motivation and inspiration you need to make the most of your later years. Whether you're still in the planning stages or you're several years in, we'll share stories from boomers who refuse to act their age and continue to live a life inspired. Let them show you how being old can be new if you know what to do with your host, Terry Lorbeer. Hello and welcome to Kick-Ass Boomers. My guest today is Diliana Melva. Diliana is a passionate and dedicated holistic practitioner, yoga and breathwork teacher, sleep expert, and menopause coach. She is known as an expert in relaxation and holistic approaches to your health and wellness. She is the host of the Make Easy Menopause podcast and an international speaker. Her proven process works with your mind, your body, and your spirit to facilitate your beautiful being to bring itself in alignment with your highest intention of thriving more in midlife. Deliana's mission is to help all women to feel safe, confident, and empowered to fully express themselves and find the energy and wisdom so they feel in control of their life again. Welcome, Diliana. How are you today? Thank you so much for having me today in your show, Terry. I feel great and grateful to be here with you today. And we're happy to have you. It sounds like you've been through an awful lot during menopause and perimenopause, and now you want to just help other women become healthy and enjoy their later years. Let's start with talking about one of the big problems women have in menopause, after menopause, and it's trouble sleeping. So what tips do you have to help women sleep better if they're having problems? So sleep issue, uh, a sleep disorder can affect uh, anybody who deal with the hormone disorder. That can be even uh, young people, uh, teenage, also uh, can be even men who are going through chemotherapy. Uh, they're going through the very similar experiences with hormone changes. Uh, they have even a hot flashes sometimes. Um, that can affect everybody who deal with the stress. Uh, doesn't matter of the age. I just focus mostly the women are going to transition, but that it's very, very common issue. Almost uh, every third person adult in America suffer from some kind of insomnia or sleep disorder and other sleep uh, issue that can be not only related with the hormone, uh, that's very often is related with hormone, but can be related with medical medication, with other medical issue uh and um sickness also that can affect your circadian rhythm and how you sleep also nervous system it's affect from uh chronic stress and uh, you know uh anxiety depression all this can affect your sleep so it's very complex it's not just the hormone changes but also if the uh, very it's very often that women going through hormone changes due to the stress it's kind of vital circles because uh, that create other symptoms, which is the uh, um, anxiety and depression, and which is related also with not able to sleep. So it's you don't know what is first, the anxiety and depression is sleep disorder or sleep disorder who create also anxiety and depression. That can create other other symptoms, right? Right. 
So it's a very a complex uh, thing and a very common things for people health. So it's very uh, necessarily important to address this issue with your health, with your family doctor, with health practitioners, with everybody that you think that can help you to go through this problem because it's something that you don't have to overlook. Uh, it's very often overlooked and not spoken specifically related to women uh, symptoms. But it's important to address and really heal because that affects your overall health, your relationship, how you perform the next day, your memory, your brain, uh, and so much more. Absolutely. And it can affect relationships big time because if you're not sleeping, most people get a little angry, a little, you know, upset at things and they're mad at themselves. And, you know, so it affects a lot of things. And a lot of men have sleep issues as well. I want to say that a lot of just as many men as women. So and there's could be hormonal too. Men have hormones. Um, but overall in the United States, there's a lot of people with sleep issues. So do you have any tips that can help you? Like if you're having sleep issues, maybe you can try this first or maybe try that. I think a lot of it's stress related too. So are there ways to reduce the stress to help us sleep better? So the main reason that the main uh, uh, things that you can heal with it, with that is to learn how to um, create the relaxation response. It is many relaxation techniques, but a main thing, uh, main techniques that I can emphasize is the learning how to breathe, breathe properly, uh, because the even the insomnia, other sleep disorder is can be created because of you don't breathe properly and you don't have enough. Uh, oxygenation in your blood, in your um, also uh, the lung is doesn't function in a full capacity, so there is not air enough in in and out. You can that can uh, obstruct your air uh, airways, mm-hmm. and all this can create other disorders. Yeah, breathing affects a lot of things, and I and again, it's something that most of us probably are not breathing right. We're breathing very shallow most of the time. And you you need to get some deep breaths into your lungs. So I think a breathing issue is really big. And it sounds like you teach classes on how to breathe better. So, and for some people that might clear up their sleeping problems. Other people might need other issues addressed as well, but breathing's a big one. Yes, uh, learning how to use your full capacity of your lungs, how to breathe through the nose, mm-hmm. to oxygenate your blood circulation, can help you with uh, um, blood pressure, with uh, uh, also avoid uh, uh, heart disease and uh, obesity also, uh, so much more. So um, it's really important to learn, everyone, how to breathe uh, in full capacity and uh, use these breathing techniques often regularly for your overall health. That improves also your uh, mental focus, your uh, mood, your overall mood, your mental state. Mm -hmm. So it's so important. It's vital even to learn how to breathe. Right, exactly. And um, stress is also another big thing that we have to learn to deal with because if you're stressed all day, and then you try and go to sleep, you might have trouble sleeping because you haven't dealt with the stress during the day. So do you have some tips on dealing with stress that during the day so that it makes it easier to sleep at night? Uh, it's come to the same. So how you live during the day and what kind of habits you have during the day is going to dictate how you're going to sleep. 
So if you're overstressed, as you say, uh, you're constantly in a fight and flight state. Of course, uh, you're going to have overrising thoughts and even going to wake up in the middle of the night, uh, tossing and turning and thinking about what you have done, what you have to do. Uh, and uh, you keep uh, this roller coaster even during the sleep. So it's important, again, the relaxation techniques to learn relaxation techniques to create the routine, to take a pause, to reset during the day so that you don't connect with your mind and your body and uh, just have this quiet moment to calm the mind, calm the brain and just unplug if you like. It is so many ways to do that, not only the uh, meditation, relaxation, but just walking outside, connect to the nature, read the book or listen to music and calm the mind and really help you to de-stress and unwind during the, uh, and prepare. You need to train your brain and prepare how to relax. And of course, that's going to help you with the sleep. I think Americans especially feel guilty when we're not constantly working, 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 working. We all work way too much. We don't have enough holidays. We don't have enough free time. I don't know how that happened. The Europeans have much more free time than we do. And now Americans are taking work home with them. So not only are they working hard all day, but after dinner, they're back on the computer working again. And this is not just some people. This is maybe at least 50% of the working population. It's not good. We just work too hard. So I think we have I think we feel guilty when we take a little time midday, but that's really good advice. Take that time to meditate during the day, or like you said, read or take a little walk out in nature. Do something to calm yourself. Yeah, you reprogram in this way that if you're not constantly doing something, that, that you are not you're not productive or you're not achieving the goals. Right. You're always running after the goals or achieving something. But that doesn't mean that you're effective. You are really right. uh, use your time, your full capacity, your your productive in a productive way. Right. It doesn't mean that you constantly doing something. It's uh, really have effect of uh, uh, like uh, it's really effective. So that's again another misconception and myth probably but that's the thing you need to take away this distraction because it's distraction all this is distract us mm -hmm. to make us busy that's it's kind of also pandemic uh, by himself to be busy all the time with something uh so you that's the challenge that you actually it's a wrong it doesn't mean that you gonna win more gain more achieve more you're constantly in in a busy state yes uh compared to really have this balance so the challenge is to find this balance even is very very challenging to reset the relax and when you catch yourself that you're in this mood very uh, often you have to achieve so many things during the day um you have to control yourself nobody can come and control you and uh, help you with this challenge and this issue, how to balance your life, work-life balance, and how to uh, really pause and reset to get out of this distraction, which also prevent to achieve what you want. Because you're constantly bombarded. Everybody wants our attention. Right. Either the media, either the internet, either whatever it is, they want our attention. So that's uh, depend on us, where we put our attention, where we put our energy and uh, how you manage 
this this balance and this wellness because you need to prioritize your health. Your health is more you. Can, it's your wealth. It's your wife. It's your. It's everything that can. Uh, because if you ruin your uh, health, if you neglect your health, um, what that can cause you if you get sick or out of your responsibility for a week, say even months, right? What does that take? So you all, all often have to ask these questions yourself to see where are you, where you're going, and what is the cost of everything that you're doing. Absolutely. And I've noticed with my kids, especially, which they're already in their 40s, but they're pushing themselves so hard that they'll get a cold. And then they're in bed for a couple of days. I said, see, you should have relaxed a little bit along the way, and then you wouldn't be getting sick. You're affecting your immune system by working, working late at night, early in the morning. You know, you've got to learn to control. And you're not, maybe you're not even any more affected by doing that. So learn to meditate, learn to relax, have fun, read a book, do something you really enjoy and you'll find, then you won't get sick. I'm never sick. I never get colds. And, you know, I'm doing real estate. I'm doing my podcast. I'm packing my house to move. I'm doing a lot of things, but I make sure I get my eight hours of sleep at night. And if I need to rest during the day, I rest. If I need to take a short half an hour nap, I do it. And I don't feel guilty because I know if I do that, then I'm going to be able to do whatever I have to do later on in the evening, quicker and better. But young people don't, haven't picked that up yet. It's really important. And if you're getting sick a lot, that's your body saying, you need to balance better. You need to rest. There's shout and they're going to make you rest. So you might as well just learn the balance and then you don't need three or four sick days because you got a cold so bad you can't work, right? <laughs> exactly. You can avoid the, uh, then to... Uh, Right. Long pause, forceful pause, because it's going to be forced. Yes. Uh, yes. It's unavoidable. If you don't pause yourself, you're going to be forced to pause. So what That's you right. choose to be forced to pause or you choose to pause often by yourself? That's right. It's so true. And, you know, so I keep reminding my kids, they don't always listen, but I'm not sick because I do balance. And, you know, I'm older. It's a little easier. I don't have to be on the job for 40 hours a week and also, but it, it, the quicker you learn that balance, the better you'll be, the healthier you'll be. If you keep stressing yourself out, that's how cancer starts. That's how a lot of bad diseases start. You've got to learn to keep stress under control because otherwise you will be sick. Your body is going to make you do something to, so that you're taken out of the action for a while. And who wants to be taken out with cancer? That's a biggie. Like who wants that, right? No, you're responsible for your energy and your health, nobody else. Right. So how you, uh, your lifestyle, it's important to adjust accordingly. And it, it, the joy of life also, you was the joy of life when you're too much in your work and too much uh, uh, pursuit something that you think that may make you happy. But in the end of the day, uh, really what you make you happy, you have to ask yourself, what is that? Right. And if you're doing a job that makes you really happy, it makes it easier, but you still need balance regardless. Everybody needs balance. So do you have a bedtime routine that you use to kind of wind down for the night to help people have better sleep? Do you have suggestions on things they should do right before sleep? I'm going to give you, um, I, I have you a routine, of course. Uh, it's one of the routines just to find a way to unwind with relaxation techniques. 
and whatever it speaks more for you. But I'm going to give you five tips to improve your sleep uh, before bed, during the bed, and in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, the important is the environment. First tip, it's environment. So set up the quiet environment, um, actually calming and uh, provoking the relaxation. It's not need uh, 100% to be quiet. It can be calming music, uh, you know, sound, but uh, this... Um, uh specifically nature uh, nature sounds that calm the the nervous system and, and that make you feel that you're in the nature or something like that or completely calm with the band of what type of you are but the environment set up the environment for the relaxation it, it's important then the temperature the second tip is the temperature uh, set up the chilly environment not too hot specifically women going through main pause perimenopause and menopause, they need to be in a little bit cold environment. So 65 to 68 degrees, it's actually is very um, kind of in the comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't need to be too hot and also dark, be, uh, avoid the, the light during the, the night. So you need to be completely dark, mm-hmm. calm. Uh, all the electronics need to be out of the room or uh, switch all out also and put uh, in the... <clears throat> Airplane mode, sleeping mode, whatever, but need to be out of the room and not uh, close to the bed. Specifically, many people when they wake up, the first thing that they do is to catch up the phone, right? Distract themselves eventually to make them sleep. But that can the the white the blue eye can provoke also uh, to uh, agitate the brain and also prevent you to sleep. So electronics need to be uh, out of the the, the bedroom. Uh, and so I, I say environment, quiet environment, uh, temperature, electronics, and also, uh, yeah, the the the, the pre- pre- preparation is important for relaxation. How you in wind is more preferable to read the book than to watch Netflix just right before the bed. But it's right. up to you. If you cannot go without Netflix or movie, you think that calm you and make you feel asleep. Right. <laughs> At least to be. Not right away before you go to bed, and uh, I find a way also to um, uh, also to avoid the heavy meals, alcohol, caffeine late in the night. Uh, really, the food, the supplements, and herbs can help with the sleeps. Uh, it, some of them it's the chamomile tea or uh, valeriana root tea, whatever uh, can help with um, with the relaxation of the brain. Essential oils help a lot. You can put them in the tea or if they're uh, digestible or just put to provoke the, like in the diffuser, just to make you calm again your brain through your senses. Uh, all this coming back before bed with essential oils can help. All this can help. All these tips can help. Also, uh, if you set, set up a schedule or routine to go to bed in the same time and wake up in the same time, that can help also with circadian rhythm, with your uh, schedule. Uh, I also suggest to keep a diary, how you sleep. Mm-hmm. Let's see, a, a put kind of uh, irritation. I mean, uh, I mean, if you notice that you cannot sleep more than five, six hours, you track this in the, in the journal and make a kind of, challenge to increase with a few minutes more or 30 minutes more to see that can help. And then track again, uh, what provoke you to sleep less or what provoke you to sleep 
longer, uh, longer, because it's always related to the nervous system and how you treat the nervous system during the day. So if you have this kind of tracking system that I'm teaching in my coaching programs, in my workshops, uh, that help with, um, with, with improving the sleep. Yeah, I found that when I get to sleep by 11 or before, I sleep better. But if I wait and I don't go to bed till 12 or 12.30, that's too late. 11 o'clock is my best time. For some people, it's 10 o'clock. So, so I think you have to experiment with that too. Find out what the best time for you is to go to sleep so that you stay asleep and have a good night's sleep. Yes, correct. And then, uh, yeah, if you don't interfere, because some people have a shift and they have night shift, they have different shift, uh, it's more challenging for them, but it's uh, scientifically proven that the, the sleep before midnight is the best. Mm-hmm. It's the first few hours before the midnight. Yep, absolutely. Do you think um, um, supplements can help with sleep and stress and other things? Do you suggest that for people? The most common thing that people take is melatonin, but right. in the wrong run can be create dependency and it don't heal really the cause and the uh, reason for sleep issue. So that can make you uh, addictive also and can create dizziness and uh, headache in the next day and not fully concentration. Uh, most of the sleeping pills create that uh, and the next day you uh, cannot be fully, fully focused. Right. So for that reason, I suggest more adaptogen and more um, uh, more herbs specifically for women uh, to, to magnesium is very, very, very beneficial. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of magnesium in uh, some foods and nuts, specifically some nuts uh, um, and also in the soy milk, in the spinach. Uh, in, yeah, and, and whatever you can provide a bit more magnesium that can help with the sleep too. Right. How about women that get night sweats during menopause? I was lucky enough not to have that. But some women get dripping wet during the night and have to get up and change their night clothes. And I suggest, yeah, the clothes, how you sleep, it's important. And also bed sheet. They suggest that the bamboo sheet, it's very helpful. There's a cooling sheet also and specific blanket also for women in menopause that you can fight in the internet. Mm. Uh, so the cold thing can be why if the temperature is cold can help. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the night sweats in uh, hot wash is also related with the food, what you consume, and also can relate with the stress. So if you're in calming already stay during, bef- during the day before the going to sleep, you can reduce significantly. And also, again, if you use the bread, it's proven that 85% of women who use the deep breathing reduce the hot washes and night sweats. Oh, that's interesting. I'd never heard that before. Because that's more a um, something that holistic doctors will tell you. The regular doctor is never going to say that. So if no, I'm not, they're going to suggest the only sleeping pills. And that's it. What was my right. my case when I went to, went to see the doctors? But they never going to suggest uh, anything that it tips in that I give you today and uh, everything that I. Right. But the holistic approach is much better. For things like this, holistic approach is the best. Yes. And then uh, because you can regulate yourself and heal yourself in a natural way, 
with uh, if you are aware what's going on and what kind of measure you can take. Uh, so that can help. Yeah, holistic approach is always help. Absolutely, I agree, and I think that's with whatever you have. Like, I had cancer back in 2017, and of course, I went to the doctor. I did the chemo, but I was looking for other things too. So I used um, essential oils. Um, I, I changed my eating habits. I changed. I did more exercise. I got out and walked more. I just I knew that I had to change things if I didn't want it coming back. So I went online and I found, you know, help online and what people suggested. And I made a lot of changes because I feel like if you just do chemo and you think that's enough, it could come back. And doctors won't tell you that either. But you have to change things in your life. Something you were doing created these toxins in your system. You might not have been eating right or you came in contact with toxins or whatever. You have to find a way to get rid of them. And walking and herbs and and essential, all these things can help. You can't just do one thing. Just chemo, I don't feel it was enough. But I've been cancer-free more than five years now, and I think it was the combination of everything I did. And exercise is key. And a lot of people don't want to exercise. They feel like, oh, I don't feel good. I'm tired. And but you've got to work through that and do just walk. You're not doing heavy exercising. You're just walking. And in the beginning, you walk slowly. And then later on, if you can walk a little faster, that's fine. But even if you walk slowly, it's the movement that will help you through it and helps you stay healthier. Yeah, movement is a key element of your health too. Yes. yes. So this has been great. You've had a lot of good tips for my audience. And uh, do you have anything else that you want to share with us today before we close out? Uh, yeah, just uh, don't neglect your health. Don't neglect your sleep pattern, your sleep, how you sleep. If you always want to uh, find out how to um, alleviate symptoms of perimenopause, menopause, even postmenopause in a natural way, I have a free gift in my website menopausesupportacademy.com is uh, three breathing techniques that, that can help you to alleviate the most of the symptoms of perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause. Oh, that's great. That's really helpful. And I will have all of uh, Diliano's contact information in the show notes in case you missed it because you're out exercising or doing something else and listening. That's great. Just look in the show notes for that. Um, you'll have all her contact. And if you need help, ask. Go to Diliana. Don't be afraid to ask. It's, you know, it will make life so much easier because some women have a much harder time than others. If you're having a hard time, get help, get holistic help because that's really the best. Pills and all are a temporary relief. You really need to learn techniques like you have to change it. What herbs, what teas, like there's a lot of help out there, but you have to know where to find it. So contact Diliana, go to her website and it's all right there, correct? Correct. Thank you so much for this opportunity to share uh, the resources with the, your audience. It's my pleasure. And it's an important topic. And even though most of us are through menopause, some of us are still having symptoms. So, you know, it's something, stress is something that we all have, even as a boomer and a retired person, there's stress there. So the breathing techniques can help anybody. So I encourage everyone to go to her website, get the free information about breathing techniques and start using them and see if you can have a better light. So thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Teddy. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you. Okay, bye-bye.
We appreciate you joining us for this episode of Kick-Ass Boomers. For more information on today's guest, along with the show notes and other inspiring resources, buzz on over to kickassboomers.com. And don't forget to join our Kick-Ass community on Facebook or LinkedIn to continue the conversation. Be bold, not old. This podcast is sponsored by Premier Podcast Productions. Looking to take your podcast to the next level with video? Are you looking to develop a podcast but don't know where to start? From recording and editing to final distribution and marketing, we can help every step of the way to make your podcast stand out and get the results it deserves. Contact us today at premierpodcastpros.com to take your podcast to the next level. 